0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and we got a special guest with us here today. It's my buddy, Dave Williamson. Now, Dave, Dave is a professional comedian. Yep. A serious barbecue enthusiast. Yep. Not only does he tour the country doing comedy shows all over the place, but you have your own barbecue podcast and I
1: know the meet Dave podcast. Yep. Welcome Dave. Thanks guys. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to do this. We've been talking about it for a long time. I've had you on my podcast Yep. and I was doing a show in Memphis and I was like, dude, I'm going to stick around for an extra day so we can finally knock this out. I can see you guys say hello. And have some fun podcasting. So I thanks was, for having me. You're welcome, man. So did you come to Memphis for the barbecue, or are you here on business? No. <laughs> you know, normally I'm here for Memphis in May. Really? Uh, in, I, I've been twice now for Memphis in May. And I swore, the first year I went, it was to do a show at Memphis in May. And, Which uh, is crazy. It's <laughs> I think Malcolm was the one who told me, like, uh, I, I go, Malcolm. I had him on my podcast. I go, Malcolm. So someone's hiring me. I was doing the whole barbecue uh, tour at the time. It was right as, like, things were opening back up after the pandemic around the country, and I was lucky enough to tour with Burt during the pandemic doing the drive-in movie theaters and everything. And then I had a couple months off uh, that, that were open in my schedule after that, and I go, man, I want to go hit the road hard and work my hour. And i like, but comedy clubs are so competitive right now. Everyone was trying to get back out on the road. Even people who are traditionally, like, big acts, you know, hadn't performed in, like, two years or at least a year. So they were doing comedy clubs to knock the rust off. So I'm like, well, I got this barbecue thing going. I'm like, why don't I do comedy in barbecue restaurants? And I set it up for two months across the country, and one of the places was going to be at Central Barbecue in Memphis. And he told me, uh, he goes, uh, Craig, right? He goes, hey, man, you know, instead of doing it at the restaurant, he goes, why don't we do it in our tent at Memphis in May? (laughs) And I go, I've never been to Memphis in May before. I would love to see it. I go, I'm in, you know? And I go, sounds awesome. He's like, yeah, I think it would be really cool. And then I was doing my podcast, and I told you, hey, I'm so excited. I'm going to be in Memphis in May. I'm doing comedy in one of the tents. And he goes, you're going to do comedy in one of the tents? <laughs> <laughs> I go, is that a bad idea? He goes, well, it gets a little rowdy. <laughs> like, you know? But uh, let me tell you, it went awesome. It was the Thursday night. Everyone was you know, excited for it. Just had a microphone right in front of the sidewalk you know, with the river behind me, the sun going down. Mm-hmm. And you were right. It was hectic. There was a bunch of music going to the tent on this side, a bunch of music going on the tent on this side. But about five minutes into my set, everyone could hear these people laughing. So then people going by on the sidewalk were stopping and watching. And then they asked the DJs to turn the music down so they could look over the fence and listen. So by the end of my 45-minute set, I had people all around just listening. And I just kept going and going. It ended up being a blast, you know? And then I said I'd come back every single year, and I didn't make the year after, uh, but I did make this past year, and I came and did a show here with you guys yeah. on that same tour. We did it right here in your facility. So
0: yeah. That's what caught my eye when you told me we were going to do that. I was like, man, well, you got to come down to the shop. Yeah. And so you were going from – and some of them you did at restaurants, like, and some of them you just
1: did at you know, private places, I guess. Yeah, I did I did one at RecTech, and it was going to be for the public, and then they last minute were like, yo, what if we just cover your fee, and we do it as like an a employee – like uh, gratitude night or whatever. So mm-hmm. they just threw a big party, cooked a pig, and, um, and I just did my show for, for, you know, 200 of their employees or whatever. And, yeah, we did it here for your friends and, and uh, people down here. And then we did I did the festival. I did in barbecue restaurants and just sold tickets to the public. I did it a bunch of different ways. Yeah, that ended up being a really cool thing.
0: That was when we first got the shop here, Shell. You yeah. know, we first had opened up, and we were wanting That's to do one something. of the
2: coolest things we've ever done. And one of the coolest <laughs> things I've ever
0: done. We yeah.
1: set the bar high right out the yeah. gate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone asked when we're going to do another comedy show here at the shop, because yeah. they had such a great time. we had, you know, we got a little conference room, but it's not huge. But it was packed. And, man, you put on a good show.
1: Well, you know what we should do? If we can make the numbers uh, work, right? We we'll figure out the formula. But what we should do is we should do something annually, and because all my all my comedy friends are so intrigued with the barbecue like side of what I'm doing, you know, and they always oh, when can we have your barbecue? When oh, I want to go do that. Oh, you're living life right. You get to go to the uh, place in Key West into the. Uh, they always see all my Instagram, all the barbecue. So I've been trying to find ways to incorporate, you know, the two together. I always try to find new ways. So I've started doing the show in L. A. in my neighborhood at this really cool rock and roll venue. Once a month, I, I put like four or five of my really funny friends on the show. I host it, and I cook barbecue and sell barbecue out the back of the room. So comics get to eat my barbecue. The audience members come early to get barbecue, and then we have an awesome comedy show. I bet I could – if we could figure out the numbers, I bet we could do like a yearly thing where it's like the How to Barbecue Right uh, comedy show, and we do we do a big cook. Yeah, we do a big cook. Yeah. My 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 friend, you know, we we I'm sure we could get an Airbnb down here, or oh, yeah. uh, we we could we could house them, you know. Throw a big party, the comics, you know, will be Instagramming and having a blast, doing all this barbecue stuff, and then they get to do a show too, you know. We we could figure it out.
0: We need if we can find a venue, we can make that happen, man. Yeah, yeah. I, we well, we got a venue work, right here, man. This works you think fine. That's, that room is big enough. I mean, I don't know. That's why I said we got to do the numbers. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. See, we're going to need your help on that. All right. The barbecue, I got. (laughs) You don't worry about that. We just need to find a spot, and then we'll work the numbers out.
1: I got to tell you, I'm going to kiss your butt a little. I'm going to pander to the hosts, okay? (laughs) People ask me that tour I did, that two-month tour. They said, what was the best barbecue you had that whole time? And I go, I'm not even going to, like, you know, because they're asking me to pick my favorite restaurant, basically, you know, along that tour.
0: First off, how many stops, how many places did you go?
1: It's been a while, but I think it ended up being like twenty to twenty-five. Wow! Yeah, um, like you like you said though, they weren't all restaurants, you know. But I will say, I will pinpoint it to the best bite I had, and that was right here. You did a a bone out beef rib, I yep. think. Right? Yep. Yep. And sliced it up. It's a little bites, and then.
0: It was Wagyu though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and you had the tallow and
1: you drizzled the tallow over it. And that one, I mean, it just hit so hard. I go, this was the best thing I had this whole tour. I knew it in the moment. It was so good.
0: That's amazing. That was that was some good stuff. I can't take all the credit for that. I think Mark cooked Mark it that Mark, day. Mark did like, a Mark lot of work did that, that day, but I will take the yeah. credit. So. Mark was working hard yeah, that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had him working. But yeah, but uh, but we did melt down the tallow on the pit. Like we just kept it on the pit and let it you know just liquefy.
1: I had never done it before. That's when I learned about uh, so, you know uh, doing the beef tallow on the, on the smoker.
0: Well, let's talk about so how did you get into barbecue? Because I mean, folks, Mark, you're from Florida.
1: First I grew up, I grew up in Miami, Florida. Yeah, yeah. but now you're West Coast. You I've East been Coast in L. A. about ten or eleven years. Back then, you know, when I was you know coming up through comedy and really taking it serious and everything, everyone said like you got to eventually move to L. A. or New York. It has to happen if you want to make you know it's very hard to make it from anywhere else. I mean, yeah, there are some outliers, but it's it's not typical, you know. Now that's not the same advice. Now you could do it from many. There's so many different comedy scenes around the country. You could catch lightning in a bottle with a podcast or YouTube and. You just got to be able to have an audience, you know, Um, but there's still some benefits uh, for being in L.A. and New York. I mean, it's the big leagues. You you can get up every night and be on awesome shows and just work on your material and, you know, and sometimes you're a little bit out of sight, out of mind. So just being there and and running into the people who produce stuff and whatever is definitely beneficial, you know. Um, But, yeah, so I I started. I, I truly started up in North Carolina after college. I chased my girlfriend, who's now my wife up to Charlotte. She had taken a job up there. And there was, I was a big comedy fan. Like I really love Saturday Night live. I was a huge Saturday Night live fan. And, uh, my wife, uh, was my girlfriend at the time. She said, Hey, there's this place I heard about in town. That sounds really cool. And I think you'll love it. I'm going to take you on a date, but cool. Let's go. It's a place called the perch sketch comedy, uh, little sketch comedy theater held maybe 80 people. if you packed everyone in? Right. And it was the coolest thing. It was just this under, super popular underground show that happened every weekend. And these guys would write their own sketches. They had a live band that would jam. And uh, I go, I want – I was freelance writing at the time. I, w- I was trying to be a writer. And so I went up to him after and I go, can I write sketches for you guys? I want I want to do this. And they go, we just write our own sketches. You got to try out for the group. And I'm like, well, I never really performed before other than just being you know, a class clown and the guy who likes to tell stories at the bar and everyone listen to him, you know? So I tried out and I got in, and I think the only reason why I got in is because I had a dependable car, and they were ha- about to have a road gig. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "We got you a car to drive." Like, Don't you want to know about my comedy chops? They're like, how, how many miles to a gallon you get? You know, like. So I, I did that for two years. Fell in love with it, and uh, and I dabbled in stand up a little bit along the way doing that. And then uh, my dad uh, uh, was, you know, uh, in the car business down in South Florida, and he was like, "You're going to come in the business or not?" And I'm like, "All right." So I moved back to Miami. And my wife moved with me. And I I was in the car business, so I I couldn't do, like, rehearsals and and go buy props and and all these things. So I just started doing stand-up. And I would make sure Wednesday was my day off because that was the open mic at the Miami Improv. And I would just go do open mics. And then it just kind of was a hobby that turned into a career at one point. And uh, and I've I've been doing it for, you know, 20-something years now. But then six years ago... I got fed up at the barbecue I could get in LA, because I was going to work. I was working the road a ton, and I always love barbecue. Like, eating barbecue has been something I've been into my whole life. <laughs> Cooking it, I never had ever. You know, like maybe I grilled some burgers. I was the dad on the the steaks. You know, whatever. But uh, I, I went to Texas and uh, ate. I don't know, probably at Salt Lake or somewhere. And uh, oh, you know what? I think I went to Killins in Houston. Yeah. It just opened. And I was like, they just they just open these places up here. They're amazing, you know? And I went home and I, I I I went to the local barbecue place with my wife. It sucked. I told my wife, I go, This is ridiculous. I'm teaching myself. <laughs> and so I went to, I don't remember where, Lowe's or Home Depot or something, and I bought just some crappy offset for I was on sale for less than a hundred bucks. And I went home and I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And I think that's around the time I actually I think you were just starting to do uh uh, YouTube videos, yeah. uh, a good bit. And so I remember in those early days watching your, it was just you and your kitchen. The basically. old yellow
0: kitchen day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it.
1: And, and it's funny because, uh, now, you know, now everyone knows how to do it. We understand algorithms and we understand like, but then it was just, you, you were just so relatable as a guy. And I remember you would talk a ton at the beginning. So you'd be like, you'd be like, I got this turkey at my local grocery store. Usually it's so and so pound. Today it was on sale, and I was like, I feel like I know this guy because he's just telling me about his day, you know. So that was it, because yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. You yeah, know? No, just doing I mean, still don't. No, but we were all. It's the wild west, you know. Like we're just figuring it out. But it was great because I, I was like, man, I, f- I feel like. This fat guy can do it. (laughs) I mean, I I learned. I learned. I watched so much YouTube. I I started buying books. You know, the last time I bought a book was like, you know, (laughs) you bought books on barbecue. That's awesome. I was buying books. I was doing everything. You know, and and I got really into it. I mean, I the first time I I cooked on that offset, I put the charcoal in the firebox, but I put it on top of the 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 tray, and then I put I, I got wood chips. Not not logs or anything wood chips. Yep. And I put them on the drip tray. <laughs> in, in the chip. I was under like, to meat. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "All right, let's go <laughs> it's barbecue." Yeah. yeah. I was just looking at it. That's what made sense to me. It was wrong. And what I noticed was I was so into it and I was enjoying it so much, and I'd be posting it on Instagram, and I'd go out to the comedy club in L.A. And I normally you have like you run into all your comic buddies and the same people. And they always had the same questions, you know, hey, buddy, you've been on the road a lot lately. Are you going up tonight? You know, what's new? You know, hey, you have a manager these days. You know, you just talk and shop. Nobody wanted to talk comedy with me anymore. All my comic buddies were like, I saw you posted ribs. Like, <laughs> did you make those? How do you make, how long does it take to make ribs? Like, it's all anyone wanted to talk yeah. about, you know? And I, I think I was right before the, like, kind of social media barbecue boom. So, like, now, like, you you can't get away from it yeah. on But I don't think a lot of people were posting that stuff back then, you know.
0: Mm, That's right. I mean, it's it's crazy how barbecue blew up. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of saw it because we were right at the forefront front of it. But you know, social media wasn't what it was either. Mm -hmm. I mean, YouTube had just gotten started, so you know, we kind of got in that, and then you had a MySpace page. Yeah, we had a my. We were doing barbecue on MySpace. Who was your top eight? (laughs) Tom was one. (laughs) But yeah, so that's and, and then it's kind of escalated. But we hear that same story. From everybody, yeah, I mean, there's it's crazy how many people want to talk or
1: relate to barbecue. yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a big thing, man. yeah. I think the cool little like niche that I had and probably still do fall in this category was that people were starting to recognize certain people as barbecue personalities, mm-hmm. right? But I think that I was not intimidating because, you know, some people are probably intimidated to reach out to you and ask you a question because you've been doing it so long and, and they know you're an expert and this is what you do and you do it every day. And people still look at me and know that – and I'm very careful to I, – I, I tell people this. Like I do not consider myself an expert. I am an enthusiast that has gone way overboard with it, yeah. you know? So I think I'm a little bit more accessible where people don't feel stupid asking me questions, right? Because they're like, oh, you didn't know what you were doing a few years ago either, you know? Like so – so I get a lot of that. Like a lot of people call, like hit me up and ask me questions. Or hey, I'm about to do a brisket for the first time. Uh, do you have any tips? Or what do I need to know? And I was so happy to be that person for people. And I got to the point where I was getting tired of, of typing it out every single time. So if a, if a stranger that I didn't know, a comedy fan or a barbecue fan, would uh, message me, uh, face or Instagram had just added the FaceTime feature, I would just call them. <laughs> And they'd be like, are you, are you calling me on purpose? And I go, Yeah, show me the brisket. And they'd say, I can't believe you're calling me right now. And I'm like, Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to trim it this way and that way. And like, first time I did it, I screwed up by doing this. Like, this is what you have to look for, you know? And I would just talk them through it. Like, it was so much more fun than typing it out.
0: Man, you help so many people doing that, I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, that's nobody's doing that. Yeah. I never, I've never Facetime anyone to help them like that. <laughs> we tried, but see, I did the same thing. I think when I first started, I mean, I wasn't. I was not a pro by any means, and so I just started cooking and sharing and sharing yeah. and sharing. Just the same thing that you're talking about. When people would ask you questions, like I was shocked they were asking me, so I wanted to tell them everything I knew.
1: and yeah. open up. So I feel like that's kind of the um, I don't know the the vibe these days, and, and it's the same in comedy, comedy and barbecue, where people don't keep secrets as much as they used to. I think back in the day in certain industries, everyone was like, sorry, you got to figure it out yourself, you know, like I'm not going to give the the secret sauce away. I think people nowadays with social media and you realize like, hey, everything's at our fingertips anyway, so why don't I just help you and make it easy for you? You know, people are pretty nice about sharing their knowledge and sharing their information and, um, you know, same with comedy. Like comedians are cool with helping other comedians now, you know, I think back in the day they were like, no, you're competition, you know, um, so that's kind of cool to see, you know. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, to us, it's a family.
0: Barbecue people are some of the best people in the world. I mean,
1: well, so that's that's what really was a turning point for me. Also, is that I started my podcast uh, because I noticed that when I went to the comedy clubs, that's all anyone wanted to talk about was the barbecue. Like, like I said, and then I was like, you know, I want to ask questions, and I'm going when I'm on the road. I would always Google like best barbecue restaurant in Sacramento or top barbecue place in Chicago or whatever. So I was doing it anyways. So that I would just reach out to that restaurant and be like, "Hey, can I interview your pitmaster or your owner?" And so many people said yes. I was like, "All right, cool." You know, so I was l- sitting down for an hour and talking to people, and it's hard not to become friends and 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 you admire someone and you learn a lot about them. And so then I was just starting to make so many cool friends in the barbecue world. I was like even more excited about it. I'm like, "Oh, barbecue community is awesome! Like so many good people, so many people that are just like." If you're into barbecue, that's, you're probably, I, I, I'll just keep making the comparison. Like if you choose to do comedy for a living, you're probably a pretty nice person because you're choosing to make people happy for a living, you know, barbecue is the same way. You don't pick barbecue because you like to cook. Like that's it. You would cook, you would pick something that's much easier to cook. If that was the case, yeah. you could, you pick barbecue because it resonates with people. It makes people not just happy. It makes them feel special when they eat barbecue or they get really good barbecue, because that's not something everyone could do at their house. Everyone doesn't have 12 hours to cook a brisket and or the knowledge to do it right and not like mess up a $70 like, you know, hunk of meat.
0: And this is the point where we talk about the best mayonnaise on the planet, Shell. Are you talking about Blue Plate? Quality since 1927, real mayonnaise from New Orleans, Louisiana, one of my favorite places. You even put it in that mac and cheese, don't you, Shell?
2: Heck yeah, it's my secret ingredient.
0: As for me and my house... We choose blue plate. So you just got off a cruise?
1: I did. I went. I, I did Bert's cruise. Yeah, Bert sold out in a whole, a whole cruise ship and made a comedy cruise. What's a whole cruise ship? Couple, three, da- couple, couple thousand. Couple thousand people. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know the numbers by heart, but yeah, it it, it felt like three thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> was but, it a party? That's the whole time, dude. It was. It could not have gone better. Um, same thing. When we're talking about community and whatever. Like having everybody on the ship there for a common goal was so cool and everyone was so respectful nobody was like annoying like comedy fan like ugh. everyone was like Dave you're doing you're killing a brother hey man can we take a picture i don't want to like you know i see you with your wife and all like, my my wife's like trust me he's okay taking pictures like <laughs> he's loving this you know and then one one person came up and uh, was taking a picture with me and everything and then uh, they go to my wife they go uh, did you know Dave before he was a famous comedian and she looks at him and goes, you know Dave before he's a famous comedian. <laughs> I'm like, babe, you can't do that. I go, stop. Like, if they want to, you know, say I'm successful, like, you, know, you got to go with it, babe. Come on. So be you, it. Yeah, yeah. Let it, let it, let it out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was amazing, dude. The crowds were incredible. Everyone was there to have fun. Everyone was a good sport about, like, uh, the costume contest stuff. Like, everyone brought funny costumes. Um you know, we, we ended up the last day, uh, we couldn't go to the island because the weather was bad. So they just, out of the blue, were like, hey, Dave, will you host a four-hour drink-the-ship-dry pool party? And I'm like, all right, I'm here to work. Let's go. Holy so smokes. The first, like, 30 minutes felt like work because I had the microphone. I'm trying to come up with, like, games and trying to get people pumped up. And then I started doing a, a contest, shotgunning beers, you know, with I bring people up on stage. <laughs> The next three and a half hours were a party. Uh, I was like, "I'm having so much fun!" Like, <laughs> like uh, it felt like back in the day. I always wanted to be one of those MTV Spring Break VJs. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> yeah. imagining. So, 45 years old with two kids, and I'm living my dream. Finally, like, I'm just out there <laughs> doing push-up contests and chucking beers, and it was a blast. Do you have a dance off or belly flop or
0: anything? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
1: Well, well there was a, a separate belly flop contest. There was a speedo contest. Uh, They did Burt's newlywed game, and I hosted that. Uh, There was a – oh, karaoke. Karaoke was, uh, I mean, insane.
0: Then what was the average age on this thing, though? Was it older crowd? Because when I think of cruises, I think of old people going on them, you know?
1: No, it was was exactly who you think Burt's fans are. It was – 2,000 dudes who look like birds, <laughs> And a, a lot of them actually had their wives with them, and every single one of them married out of their league. And I'm just like, how does the, all these dudes get these like women that are, look like such normal people, you know? And uh, it was it was uh, just a great – and the fans were making their own stuff too. The fans uh, organized their own pub crawl on South Beach the night before, and uh, they were messaging all the comics. And I I'd check it out, and I go – you know what? That's right down the street from our hotel where I was staying with my wife. I go, Babe, I'm going to go pop in on this. So I just popped in on the on the fan pub crawl, and they were like so grateful and so cool about it. Yeah. I hit two or three bars with them. Uh, yeah, it was a blast.
0: Man, that's that's too much fun. Uh, there, yeah. I thought I thought we had a fun job. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, oh,
1: no, it's hard to like. Y- y- you can't complain about anything. Like, there's nothing where you're like, oh, I got to go do that. You're like, this is this is my that's the right attitude. This is my job. Like, I need to be so grateful for this. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like,
2: I did see a video where you were belly flopping in Key West for the W sauce. Uh, yeah,
1: Key West was <laughs> yeah, a man, blast. I hate we miss that event. You got to go next year, dude. Yeah. You got to go.
2: Well, first you covered yourself with the the W sauce, and so, then you belly flopped.
1: Yeah, so they were they said, all right, there's going to be a belly flop contest, and you get a bonus point for it. And I'm like, well, I know the right man for this job, right? <laughs> and I always have a Speedo with me. I bring my Speedo everywhere. And I had, a, I had my USA Speedo. So I was so like, you
0: might want to give elaborate on that.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I played water polo growing up and, and I, uh, it's like
0: the way they feel on the boys. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, that's the truth, but I, uh, I always, I like to swim for exercise, but you never know when you're going to need a speedo. So I always have an emergency speedo in my back. So, uh, yeah, during the, the, the rub tug down at Qs was an awesome barbecue event, um, fishing tournament, lobster tournament, barbecue competition slash party all for charity. And so this was my first official uh, barbecue competition.
0: You actually cooked in that one, huh? I had a team,
1: yeah. So so I think there was only, like, 15 teams or something like that because it's the first year. They're figuring it out. So maybe 15 or 20 teams. I don't remember. Uh, so, yeah, he asked me if I wanted to um, not just come and compete but also captain my own team. So it was Team Meet Dave. And I had uh, Jody from Rec Tech was on my team. And – um. Uh, Roy Bellamy is one of the producers of the Dan Lebitard show, uh, which is uh, you a know, big Miami sports mm-hmm, talk mm-hmm. show that I've been a, a fan and friends of them for a long time. So Roy always talks about barbecue. He's super into it. So I just thought it would be a cool experience for him to come down and, and be a part of that. And then my son, Owen, I brought him. My 14-year-old son is like our assistant or whatever. And uh, truly, our, our ringer when it came to the lobster diving too. I was gonna say yeah, y'all had pretty-
0: to clean up because you actually had to dive for those lobsters, right? We
1: we do, and I grew up in Miami doing that. Like that was my thing growing up: uh, spear fishing and diving. And, and my parents are big boaters, and like that was my life, you know. And so I, I'm not afraid to say I'm very good at that. And you know, it's just the luck of the draw, though, if you find the right spots. And we we probably caught more lobster than any other boat. But they were shorts, so we had to just throw them back, you know? Uh, it's really tough. It's opening day. Yeah. So it, it's just everyone in the world is out there lobstering, and mini season is a few days before, and a lot of people go clean them out in mini season. So we had bad luck on the fishing tournament day. And we had bad luck on the lobstering day. I thought that that was gonna give us a shot because you get points for everything. And I was like, guys, well, we gotta bring it on the barbecue. And these, you know, Heath's there with his team, and, uh, you know, uh, Mel, Dark Side of the Grill. And I mean, there's all these guys who Chad were. Chad
2: was there. Yeah. I mean, all these man. guys.
1: Yeah. Me, Church, all these guys, legends, you know, guys who have won all kinds of competitions and stuff. So I'm like, man, well, me and Jody, we had a little creative meeting the night before. And I'm like, look, we're not going to beat like, you know, some of these guys that just straight up traditional ribs. Like, we're not going to beat them head to head. I go, we got to get creative. So we got creative on all our dishes. And we ended up uh, winning the judges' blind taste test vote on three out of four of the categories.
0: Oh, congratulations. Yeah. 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 So can you tell us what you did or is it top secret?
1: No, I'll tell you. (laughs) I will tell you uh, everything you want to (laughs) know. So we did – picanha was the one that that we didn't – I think we placed third or fourth on the vote on that. Um, And then uh, I think we just did tacos with that. But salmon was one of them. And when I do smoked salmon, I like to do a glaze – well, there was a rum company. I think it was Pilar Rum uh, was one of the sponsors for the whole thing. So instead of doing my usual whiskey glaze, I used the, the rum sponsor, made a honey uh, rub gla- uh, glaze with that, and my, my own rub I put on there as well. And then, you know, we dressed it up, and then my wife's been making a lot of mango salsa lately because uh, my mom has a big mango tree in, in Florida, and she ships us mangoes. So uh, I asked my wife for her mango recipe. So I did a mango salsa. So I had the the salsa. I mean the 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 salmon with the, the rub rum glaze. Uh, some mango salsa all around it. And then I got a mango daiquiri, just for a little garnish. Put it in a little tiny cup and put it off to the side for the judges. They wanted to take a little sip of mango daiquiri. And that was my box that I turned in. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And then um, we did uh, a ribeye was one of the other ones. And so I knew um, a lot of guys would be doing uh, chimichurri on the ri- ribeye. Uh, one, just because it's delicious. Two, uh, Al Fregoni was there. So his chimichurri, which is amazing, it's by really the way. Oh, it's really good. so the time. good, yeah. It was in the swag bags. So I'm like, I know everyone's got a bottle of this stuff. So everyone's going to be using it. So I go, we need to make our chimichurri a little different. So we were shopping at Publix. Publix is a very uh, iconic grocery store ca- chain for Florida. They have pub subs, which is the subs that they make in the deli in the back. Very famous, right? At Publix. Like, if you go to, when you, if you're in Florida, you go to Publix and you get a Publix sub. Well, they have this Pub Sub sauce, which is basically just a mix of oil and vinegar and some spices, right? So I bought the actual Pub Sub sauce and I used that as my base for the chimichurri. And so it it's had a little bit of a local storyline there, right? That's it,
0: a really good idea. Yeah, man. it really
1: is. Came out really good. Yeah, I look, came out really good. So
0: we go down. And, it's in, it's an in Orange Beach, but it's in Alabama. They have a Publix, man. Mm. That's the that's one of the nicest grocery stores. I miss Publix is. so much. <laughs> I, miss I wish Publix we had, had them so in much. Mississippi.
1: Yeah. So and then I also did instead of just turning in the the just the bites of the um, the steak, we uh, got some uh, onions and some gourmet uh, mushrooms. And we cooked them down in the coals and some tinfoil of the uh, big green egg. Everything was on big green egg. And so, the, uh, you know, it kind of spiced our box up a little bit, I think. Made it look nice. And that then, went all out, man. That's, I mean. Well, then here's the headliner. The ribs. So when I uh, cooked for uh, Burt, uh, Burt Kreischer, you know, I open for him a lot. We were just talking about his crews. Uh When he was going over to shoot his movie and. Um, uh, wherever he shot it, I don't even remember. Did he go to Russia to
2: shoot it? Or no, it wasn't it was Russia.
1: It was um, <laughs> not Prague. Uh, <laughs> Serbia, maybe? Serbia? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. He was going to go leave for a few months to shoot his movie. So he was doing a big going away party. He asked me if I'd cook barbecue for it. I'm like, sure. So as a joke, I made one rack of ribs and I made them Burt style. So I used Kool-Aid in the rub. I spritzed it with vodka instead of apple cider vinegar. <laughs> I uh, chopped up some um, sour patch kids and sprinkled them on top, right? And then the sauce I used—he loves encrustables, which are those peanut butter and yeah. jelly little thing. So I, I pureed some encrustables and then slow uh, cooked it so into the sauce basically. So it ended up coming out real peanut butter and jelly tasting, you know. So I put that online. Everyone thought it was hilarious, and it was it was you know it was a, it was a good video. Did they taste good? So surprisingly, <laughs> I thought they were going to be disgusting, right? Since they were steaming in the Cambro uh, for a couple hours on my way over there, right until we ate them, the the uh, the the candy, the Sour Patch Kids, actually melted, yeah, like into it. And it actually tasted pretty good. It was like a sticky rib, like you would eat like an Asian sticky did you, rib.
0: Did the citric acid from all that come through? Like you could taste because I mean the sweetness. You could would be ta- awesome, you but... could taste
1: the peanut butter and jelly and you yeah. could taste the sweetness a hundred percent. So it was really good, but you couldn't eat more than two ribs. Yeah. Because it was just too overpowering, right?
0: But it's so unique compared to everybody else probably doing just, you know, regular barbecue yeah. ribs. Y'all were out of the box.
1: So then when so when I went to uh do my show at Rectech, uh my buddy, Warren Sapp, you know, from the NFL, Warren Sapp. Yeah, Warren Sapp. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Warren b- Sapp.
1: yeah. <laughs> he, he met me up there and, and hung out for the weekend, and we were doing content. And so Jody says, Dave, I saw the video where you made those ribs for Bert. And so we came up with a recipe. We want to do a version of that. We're going to do uh, peanut butter and jelly ribs. So we did this peanut butter and jelly ribs recipe. And it came out really good. And so Jody and I both have cooked a bunch of peanut butter and jelly ribs over since since then. And, uh, you know, Jody's really perfected it, you know. So that night when we were coming up with our ideas, I go, Jody, I know this is really out of the box. I go, but what if we do peanut butter and jelly ribs? And Jody's like, I was thinking the same thing. So I'm like, all right, that's what we're going to go for. And let me tell you, they were insane. They were so good. And so we got the first place uh, judges vote on that. So we ended up coming in second place because there's also a people's choice. And uh, I don't know. I feel like we didn't have the best booth position for that. You know, we should have been. You need closer. to be where the
0: crowd is. Yeah, uh,
1: and plus, there's some of these guys who are really good at it, man. You know, like the W Sauce team, dude. They had a dream team of, of dudes down there. Tfti and um, you know Mel was there, and uh, I can't remember who the third was on their team, but they uh, maybe it was Bama Grill Master. Uh, so they 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 had, they had some worked the crowd. Not only that, but they just had amazing chefs on there. You know, like they they had a dream team. And so, uh, anyways, we we're pretty proud. We came in second overall in those three categories. Pretty neat.
2: And you beat Heath Riles with a peanut butter and jelly rib?
1: I mean, I didn't say that. I didn't <laughs> I say that. But it I, happened. Yeah. But it happened. It but it happened. happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it happened. Well, I wasn't going to beat him with traditional ribs, you know? Like, that wasn't going to happen. So uh, people liked it. Yeah, it was good. And then, you know, normally you you take your box and you walk down and you turn it in, right? And uh, I, I was just running stuff back and forth. And I go, for the last one, the ribs, I, go, I want my whole team to come. Let's go make a big deal out of it. Make everyone feel part of it. So, so, and then you come back and you start serving stuff up for, for the fans, you know, the people coming through. Well, we went and when we come back, everyone was so intrigued watching us cook these, uh, p- peanut butter jelly rooms. They had already reached over and started slicing it and eating it. So these jackals just ran through Oh,
0: oh man! and I was
1: like, I don't have any ribs to serve people to, but I had a bunch of the peanut butter jelly sauce left. So I was taken, we had some extra steaks and some extra, like, I don't know, some <laughs> other stuff that was in the cooler. I just started cooking other stuff. And pouring peanut butter jelly sauce on it. And I'm like, so you can just taste what our ribs taste like. And people were like, this is awesome. You know? <laughs> like, There's peanut butter jelly, everything. <laughs> yeah, I need to bottle of that <laughs> yeah. stuff, dude. I need to bottle of that stuff for sure. So, anyways, it was really fun. Uh, I'll do it anytime they ever invite me. I plan to avenge my loss at uh at the lobstering. And then I also am going to avenge my loss at the belly flop because I ended up coming in second place. Even though I had my speedo, even though I had the pageantry, even though I had a pretty good plunge, and then in the finals I had to one up it. I think you were alluding to this earlier. So I grabbed a bottle of W sauce and I poured it on my body and I rubbed it in real good. <laughs> and then I did my dive second place. What
0: beat you? Bigger guy?
1: a dude who had a really good dive. Yeah. 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 They were definitely going for t- they weren't going to be wooed by the peanut butter jelly <laughs> ribs. They were there for whoever was judging the belly flop was looking for techni- technicality. Yeah,
0: they, didn't, they didn't want flair.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: don't for the flair.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way most people feel. <laughs> <That's> what, yeah. <laughs> so, do you get cookie lobster? Uh, so yeah, we did so the the one of the days, the lobster day, they set up this whole party out on the sandbar. So so cool, man. It was just in the middle of the ocean sandbar, and they put all these tents and uh, big green eggs out there, and tables, and then they just had a bunch of protein. So we were cooking up the lobster we caught that day, and then some steaks and stuff like that, just out in the middle of the ocean. And as time went on, we're out there partying. The tides coming up, so people's buckets are floating away, you know. <laughs> but you're literally at one point, the sandbar was gone, and we're just cooking with water up to our our knees, and it was just I'm like, this is surreal. I mean, like, this wow. is so crystal blue waters. Uh, drinking beers, smoking a cigar. I, I mean, it was just, it was so fun, man.
0: That's worth the trip to get to. I've yeah. never cooked in the water. Like,
1: man, that. I, did you see the pictures? They're so cool. I will show you pictures. Yeah. It, it's the news. And then, you know, some people from the mainland who were just, you know, knew about it, just take the, took their boat out. We're walking around eating for free. I mean, it was a fun party, man.
0: You got a get lobster respiration share, share for the.
1: So, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up we went lobstering, it was always just about, uh, you split them you, you throw them in some, some boiling water, and you make sure you don't overcook them, and then you dip them in a ton of, lo- of butter, you know? Uh, now that I know a little bit more, um, I, I think there's no wrong – lobster is very easy, first of all. Uh, it doesn't take very long to cook. In any way you want to heat it, whether it's smoking it, whether it's uh, grilling it, whether it's boiling it, you can get it there. Just the most important thing with lobster is not to overcook it. You can overcook it so easily – um, so you just got to get it w- when it's see-through, you got to get it right to when it first turns white and then you're good to go and you could clip into it. And if it, if it, it still looks a little see-through, you can put it back on, but once you overcook it, it's overcooked that. And then just a ton of butter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so nothing special, really just the temperature. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I don't think, um, I think, uh, something, uh, that you can get more creative with is conch. Conch is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, conk, you could scorch it. Uh, you know, you just score it basically, and then you uh put some lime on it or some hot sauce, and leave it out in the sun for a minute. And they do that right off the boat, and then it it, it uh it, it, the acidity almost like cooks it a little bit, and you just bite right into it. Um, like,
0: I love conch salad. Yeah, and they that's call it that. So, so then the conch
1: salad, they take it the same yeah. way, they scorch it like that, and then they dice it up, yep. and then they get bell peppers and whatever tomatoes, whatever you want, and. That is a huge debate. You know how like uh, certain circles might like debate the right way to do potato salad and and there's certain things. Brunswick that,
0: stew. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Dude, in the Bahamas, that's all about conch salad, man. Someone will look at your conch salad and go, oh, you cut your conch in strips? Trash. You know? And they're like, What do you mean, man? It's all delicious. Yeah. They're like, nah, that's not the right way to do it. Or, you know, or, or how many uh, peppers you're going to put in it and how spicy you're going to make it. Like everyone's got their opinions, you know? But it's so refreshing. That's what I mean. So good. I love it. When you so say good.
2: scorch it, what is that terminology? Like
1: heat it, slightly heat it? Or? So, so scorching is when you, uh, it's just what they call it when it's uh, basically raw, you know? Okay. So so you you, for, you you literally score it, you know, first of all, and then you um, just rub some lime on it and then a little hot sauce, and then they call that scorched conch. So you just like. Cook it just like that. Just you let it, it sit out. It. You
0: don't really yeah. cook it. And the juice of the lime yeah. and the, the city exactly. is cooking it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's pretty much like ceviche. It's yeah. exactly like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. But you have the little handle of the conch, the little foot, and you just use that, you just yeah. rip it off and eat it. You swallow, uh, you,
0: do you uh, swallow the pistols? That's, the I, pistols, the yeah, that's a Bahamas. rite of passage when you're a kid and
1: some old Bahamian guy goes, yeah. this will make your Peter hard. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I don't have any problems with that. As it is. Was, right? like, uh, dude's
0: name in the Bahamas that we got the Eddie. Eddie Rock, E-Rock, Rock. yeah.
1: But then my mom always had uh, world-famous uh, conch fritters. My mom made the best conch fritters. I
0: love conch fritters. Too
1: many conch fritters, it's too um it, it's too much of the dough, not enough conch, mm-hmm. you know. My yep. mom puts a a lot big chunks of the conch in there. Um same thing with crab cakes. You got to have crab. Yeah, I mean, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know, just the, she's perfected it over the years and she's entered them in some of the, you know, friendly contests over there in the Bahamas and everything and won them before and you know, it's pretty cool. Um but yeah, man, I I I just love that whole that whole, that's how I, that's how I learned about cooking. Like seeing my dad, uh, cook like smoked amberjack, you know, or my uncles, uh, would score, uh, you know, uh, a big, you know, dolphin or something, a mahi mahi, you know, and, uh, seeing, seeing them cook at these like family gatherings, like that's where I was like, Oh, like the, the dude could be the cook too. Like I did you know, like, Oh, that's cool. You know? Like, and, uh, I, I, I was into it like steaks and stuff like that, but I, Never knew that I could have a smoker and like I just I thought you had to like grow up in Texas and your uncle had to give you one <laughs> when you were nine and that's the only way you could get into barbecue, With some you know. Secret
2: recipe passed yeah. down,
1: yeah. You
2: could probably cook better fish than uh, a lot of the barbecue I, guys,
1: sounds like. Yeah. Heck yeah, I bet you could. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't I'm I'm not like up to speed on it because I, I haven't lived there in so long. So but it it's all the same, right? You just find a recipe, you follow it, you you don't overcook it. That's
0: <laughs> that's my problem with fish. It's so easy to overcook. Mm-hmm. So I end up screwing it up. That's people when I get asked, you know, what's the hardest thing you cook or Do you ever mess up? I was like, yeah, anytime I'm cooking fish, I'm messing up.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I I, I did not like salmon growing up. Right, it wasn't big in Florida. First of all, right. Yeah. yeah. And I think anytime I ever had it, I, I didn't have like um it, it done well, so it always tasted fishy to me. And I'm like, ah, that's that's gross. And then my wife would cook it and uh you know as an adult and I'm like oh man this is actually pretty good and I know it's healthy or whatever. So when I have got into smoking salmon I was like man this is so good, you know? And when I'm on the tour bus with the guys, that's actually their favorite thing that I make. Forget about brisket, forget about you know pork ribs. They're like, "Dude, Dave, will you make some more salmon?" So are you taking a grill or a smoker on the road with you when y'all travel? So when I when I first started uh touring with Bert, when he made the the leap up to um to theaters. Uh, we so we got the tour bus, we started doing the tour bus, and one of our first weekends, I was just starting to really get into all this barbecue stuff. I was starting, I, I would say I'd been into it a couple of years, I was just starting to get good, let's put it that way. And uh Rectech came to our show in Atlanta at the tabernacle, and um, they had sent Bert a smoker to his house. So Bert had a relationship with that company. And Bert was doing all these things about like he's the tour bus king, and oh, you know him and Tom are going back and forth. So they brought him the the little Trailblazer smoker, travel smoker, so he could put it on the bus as like the tour bus king. And I was so intrigued, and I was like, we had all these celebrities at the after party, and I didn't care about any of them. I was just talking to the Rec Tech guys. I'm like, so wait, so then I could just set it up outside the tour bus, and you know whatever. Yeah. So, so there was no reason for me not to use it. I was. I was using it all the time on the tour bus, you know, like and and we were touring really heavy back then. So,
0: so you'd hit town and go to go get some meat and just go fire it up.
1: Yeah, I'd go, I'd go pick it up from from somewhere. I I like to find butcher shops when I'm on the road too. But then, like when Bert started putting it on his Instagram, like oh yeah, we're cooking outside on the tour bus, King. We tailgate for our own shows or whatever. Then the fans would start like reaching out and being like, hey, could I drop off some some meat to you guys? And we're like, sure. So it was so fun, like you know, people who share that passion we're like, oh, I got this from my local butcher shop and I can't wait to watch you on Instagram cook it. And so yeah, half the time I didn't even have to source it. It was people reaching out who were just like really into the fact that we were doing that and wanted to help out. That's, That's genius,
2: so cool. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get all the best meat, stuff to cook while you're
0: mm-hmm. out on the road. Then you're yep. feeding the guys. So what's your
2: salmon recipe?
1: It's just that like I was saying before, um the um Uh, I like to do like a a little bourbon and, uh, some honey. And then I, I just throw some, whatever rub I have in there. I I have my, you know, my rub's pretty good on it. And then I just whisk it. Where can folks get your rub? DaveWilliamsonComedy.com. There you go. go. Get a shameless plug. Yeah. (laughs) It's an all purpose (laughs) seasoning and rub. So even if you're not into, uh, you know, um, cook a barbecue, which you probably are if you're watching this. Uh, it's still good on like your eggs in the morning. It's good on like, if you're making a sandwich, put it over the tomatoes. It's good on macaroni. I salmon. My, Yeah. Salmon, <laughs> steak, chicken. But then if you're going to use it for, you know, ribs or brisket or someone more surface area, I tell people I like to do about 80% salt and pepper, about 20% my rub it makes a nice little base to go with it. You know? So, it's, it's
0: got some flavor to it. It's not just salt and pepper. Yeah, no, a lot of aps. You know, like my yeah. ap. I got one salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah, yeah. Simple, but yours is like you call it all purpose. It's really a. It's not like a salt pepper rub. It's, yeah, it's seasonings, flavors. Got some heat. Paprika.
1: To it. It's got some red pepper flakes yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, some garlic, some onion. course um,
0: I like the coarse grind of it too. Yeah, so that's that's, that was important to, to me. It. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because that way you could sprinkle it on something, but you can also use it as a rub. You know, yeah, yeah. and. and uh, sometimes I'm mad scientist if I want something to be a little finer, then I grab another rub that's fine and I mix them together, you know. Um,
0: that's what I, I mean. I love experimenting with different rubs and flavors like that sure. and mixing stuff instead of just picking just one all the time, you know.
1: Yeah. So, but, uh, so I, I put the glaze on the salmon, put it back in the fridge for an hour, um, and then put the smoker about 275, uh, throw the salmon on there, and then, uh, you just keep an eye on it. And, and when it, it, Gets to about uh, I want to say maybe 140, somewhere right around there, and you see the little white bubbles coming up. Uh, then it's time to pull, and I think the I think the glaze really helps keep that moisture inside. I think I think that's the secret, you know. And it's just super moist and, and delicious, you know. But have you ever played around with some cold smoked salmon? You know, I haven't gotten into that. I mean, I, lo- I love eating it. Um,
0: yeah, I, I love it. Little cream cheese, little bagel. Little-
1: yeah, there's still so much stuff that I haven't. Done, you know, like I haven't done that. I haven't made my own jerky. Um, Some people were telling me about smoking ice. Have you seen that? No, <laughs> they smoke water to get the smoke flavor in the yeah, water, and then I they see that, and it? then they and then they freeze. I mean, there's so many like things
0: cocktails. You know, yeah, 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 to put in a whiskey. I, I am not a fan of the smoke cocktails. I have had them in the smoke, I mean, I get why people do it. It's cool and all to come out. They light it up at your table or yeah. whatever. The bartender does all this stuff to it. Yeah. That's one place that I don't think smoke smoke goes
1: with. Have <laughs> yeah.
0: you smoked in your meat and then the whiskey on the ice on the side? The yeah. flavor's so much better. Yeah, that's fair. That's just my, you know.
1: So <laughs> I th- I think it's cool at the restaurant just because it like, it's like. Oh, looks cool. Yeah, the pageantry oven. I got something special. Yeah. But Yeah, I don't know how much it really adds. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the rub's been a lot of fun, man. Doing the the you know getting into that. I, I never wanted to do that because I didn't want to. Like I said, I'm 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 very respectful of people I look up to in the barbecue world, and I don't want to be like, oh, I'm I'm better than you, and I have a I buy my rub over that. Part. Like you know, I'm like, why would someone buy my rub when there's so many other? But so many people hit me up and asked me, and it was the number one question I would get when I posted something. They're like, what you use as a rub? I'm like literally, it's just salt and pepper and whatever else you feel like that day. It's all you need to know. You just got to get kosher salt and coarse pepper. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, right? Um, and, and people are like, "Cool, where can I buy it?" And I'm like, "The grocery <laughs> store," you know. And so uh, you know, I, it's, people just wanted to click and buy it. So I go, "Well, I'd usually send them like your link or Meat Church or whoever." You know, like here's great rubs out there. Check 'em out. See which one talks to you. You know. And then finally, I'm like, you know what. If people really want it, then I'm gonna make it, and I'm gonna look into it, you know. Because people just kept asking me, and what I did feel comfortable about was what I am really good at is cooking on the road, uh, and I I done it on the tour bus so much, you know. And then even now, when I go do my own shows, like I um, borrow a smoker and I'll cook out on the loading dock at the barbecue rest. I mean, at the comedy club, and we'll sell it on. The- we'll put por- pull pork on the nachos that night at the comedy club. And, um, you know, people will get to eat my barbecue, you know? So I'm really good at just sourcing whatever they have in the kitchen and, and coming up with something. And when we did the pandemic tour, I couldn't bring, uh, you know, we had so much stuff on the bus because we, we weren't like flying back and forth. We were literally just living on the bus for two months, you know? So I, I, I can't bring all my rubs for different things that I cook. I go, I need to make one big vat that would kind of go good on everything. And so that was basically this recipe. I, I just made all this something that I could just sprinkle on whatever I was cooking, and it would it would be all right. And so I go, well that that's my product. I go, I'm going to sell that. It's the, an all purpose one that you could literally use if it's the only bottle you have, you can make it work, you know. So that's and what it works. works. Yeah, it yeah. works. It's good stuff. It's so fun too because like comedians always sell T-shirts or hats or their CDs, yeah. and like you know you sell it and you, it just disappears. But with the the uh, rub people cook with it and they tag me and I get to see what they're using it for and and it's like a cool connection with people who have been to one of my shows you know
2: and it's a merch people can actually use go home and use yeah I love that
1: and it's a merch that if they really like it they buy it again and again and again (laughs) we buy so many t-shirts and hats yeah Yeah. (laughs) totally
0: (laughs) buy a bottle of rub every month
1: it's that good 100% man people tell me they like you know like, how do I get your rub? Like, I, I need to come to a show, and I need to – because I'm about to run out, and I'm addicted to it, and I have it every day. And I'm like, you can get it online. Just go to my website. <laughs> and, you know?
0: Where's the coolest place you got to cook?
1: I don't well, know. I mean, that island was pretty hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: we already covered that. You, say, you get to cook on a sandbar, and the tide comes up, and you're in the – In yeah. And, yeah, and we're talking about the prettiest blue water you've ever seen down yeah. there. I mean, it's,
1: it, it was pretty cool doing the um, first fully loaded tour – Uh, that Burt put together where it was a minor league ballparks. So the idea was he wanted to show, uh, you know, his comedy friends, kind of what, like what his tours are like, you know, but at the same time he wanted to do something for the fans and like give them experiences of how we tour. So there was like tailgate areas with the disc off and um, you know, there, there's all kinds of just different like branded stuff going on, you know? And so I was running the tailgate area. And so I would just figure it out as we went I would source meat or I'd uh, take an Uber to Costco real quick and uh, and whatever time we got in that city I'd pull the rectex out and I'd uh, go to town cook it whatever I could and then from five to seven when they opened the, the gates I would just give barbecue away for free to the fans you know and sit out there and play cornhole and uh, and then I' yeah <laughs> and then I and then I'd run up and I would uh, host the four-hour show and then I would uh, run back and I would clean my barbecue station up and uh, and then load it up and then go to the after party and then sometimes I'd cook for the after party and I mean that was an intense like two week tour uh, of just cooking and and doing the comedy. Uh, but it was really fun because these minor league ballparks I had some really cool places that I would set up to cook. So it was it was pretty neat. We well, got you gotta
0: talk Rec Tech into getting you a full blown rectech barbecue trailer where all that stuff's in Hal. So mean- they
1: met us at one of the venues and they pulled up with their big giant trailer. And air conditioned, you know, yeah, I knew they uh, had walk one. in and everything. So that was an easy day. I was like, you guys are doing all the work. I'm just going to be out here chit chatting <laughs> today. Like, I need a break, you know?
0: Fully function kitchen inside. I mean, it's love just it, everything dude. you need.
1: Yeah, I love it. That'd be great. You can stay on
0: the road like that.
1: Well, that's like, so the barbecue tour I did, I was driving my SUV and then I had a travel trailer that I had wrapped with my picture holding up ribs and everything. and. And that was kind of my branding and and uh you know we were, I was sleeping in it. So some of the that was the funnest part of that was some of the barbecue restaurants, instead of staying at the campsite, I was just staying in the parking lot. So we'd pull in, I'd plug into the restaurant, uh, we'd get ready for the show do the show. I got to beers after because I didn't have to drive down to the campsite mm-hmm. or whatever. So sit out there, have beers with a lawn chair and a cigar. And then, uh, you know, the night shift would come on. So I'd walk into the pit, the pit masters, uh, you know, little area and just say, Hey, what's up? I'm Dave. He's like, yeah, I know who you are. I've seen your posters up, you know, all, all month and, uh he's like, I, I just hang out with him and learn from him. And Night then, guys are the best. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I used to love. They got some stories, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: man. That's where, that's where it all happened.
1: So then I go pass out in the trailer, and then I'd wake up in the morning, and i the the morning shift will be there prepping the sides and stuff for the day, and I'd be brushing my teeth in the kitchen, and I'm just like, "Good morning," you know. Like I was like, I was living in barbecue restaurants. You know? Most, they just gave you so free fun. rain.
0: Most places just gave you free rain.
1: Yeah, man. You know how barbecue people are. They're yeah. like so late. Yeah. They're like happy. They're so happy They're doing something different, and cool, and, and yeah. I mean, half the time they were up with me half the night. You know, partying too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we it, it, it was it was a blast. I just can't do it like that again because I was aggressive. I, I was doing all the driving. And then we'd have to set up – what, like, you know, here you had the place set up. It was good to go because this is – you weren't serving food like a restaurant and then have to flip the room, you know? Like, here you were like, oh, we're having a party tonight. We're going to have it ready. We walk in. We do it. And it was easy. Most places it was, you know, okay. you moving tables and chairs and all that too. Right? Yeah, because even if they set it up, like, they didn't set it up the way I wanted it. So yeah. then me and my my uh the, my two producers that came with me we're moving stuff around and setting up lights, and now I got to go change and – get ready. And I mean, it was, it was old school touring, dude, you know?
0: (laughs) That that was, and you did that for 12 weeks. How long was it? It was a long time.
1: It was a solid two months. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I knew it was a good tour.
1: I I, I think I was gone. Literally. I, my wife flew out and met me in Pennsylvania because I had one weekend off and we went to a wedding and I took her up to uh, Niagara Falls. Other than that, I didn't see my family that whole time. I was just like, I remember back in the day there was a time when I the longest I had been on the road and not see my family was maybe like a, a, a week or something because I went to go work a cruise ship or something, right? And uh, fast forward to now, I'm just like, man, I thought it would be like less time as I got more progressed in my career. And now I'm like – It's more. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, daddy's is going to be gone the whole summer. See ya, you know? So we were gone a long time.
0: Are your kids old enough to take your family with you if you go on a summer tour now or how does that work?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're – my, my oldest son's a junior. My younger son's in eighth grade. Um, and, and we try to do stuff where they come with me every now and then. But everyone's got a busy schedule. They're playing yeah. sports, school, friends, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty good at it. Like, look, when I was in the car business and my kids were little and baby little babies, I was never home. I was at work all the time. And when I was home, I was a zombie. I was so tired. So now I might be gone on the road a lot. But when I'm home, I'm home, you know. Yeah, you get a little more
2: flexibility. 100% add, yeah.
1: yeah, 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 and and you could you know do cool stuff. Like sometimes if I know they're gonna have a, a like my son had a, a soccer tournament in Vegas, I just booked gigs in Vegas that weekend. <laughs> so I was a I was a dad all day, and then I was you know going and doing my shows at night. Like so, I did do before all of this. I should say uh, my earliest experience in all this kind of touring or whatever, way before the tour busts with with Bert, and way before you know my barbecue tour with my trailer. When we moved from Florida to L.A., my kids were about two and four years old. And my wife and I came up with this idea, and we bought a 25-foot travel trailer. And at the time, I knew nothing about RVs or, or – I, I knew I knew boats, but I didn't know anything about camping or you know travel trailers or pop-ups at any of this. The campsites, I had no clue. And so we just came up with this idea where – we're going to tour for three months in the travel trailer, and I'm going to do shows along the way. We're going to get to L.A., and then we'll move there, right? So we do that, and then we get to L.A. It actually took us four months, and, uh, and I worked the whole time, and it was oh. so fun. It was like every club was my home club because i go do my shows, and then I'd get in my car. I'd drive out to whatever beautiful campsite we were at. And we'd go hiking during the day, and we'd, we'd cook out in the campsite, and I could sleep on my own mattress on my own pillow. And so it was really neat, right? And then when we got to LA, my wife said, we're just starting to get good at this, and I'm having a lot of fun. And I'm like, so do you want to like keep going? She goes, if it makes sense. So I start sending out messages, whatever, and I booked up more work. We ended up living in a 25-foot travel trailer for a year and a half. We went coast to coast three times. We went North to that's south, awesome. three times. And I, I was never better at comedy than during that year because I was just working constantly. And my family yeah. was with me the whole time. It was a blast.
0: You were van life before anybody. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> before it was cool.
1: I, absolutely. We were totally uh, living that lifestyle. Now it's like all like gentrified. And yeah. 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 Like oh, man. van life. Van yeah. Life. That's, like, it, that's, that's it. it. P- people couldn't wrap their brain around it back then cuz once again it was before you saw a lot of that on on Instagram like oh people actually people can wrap their brain around like people were like we we'd visit people along the way and they'd tell Christy like do you need help <laughs> like it, like like are you hostage yeah yeah she's like no i'm having a blast she's like this is the most fun you i've ever had a cult like, yeah <laughs> what's like going twice, on here yeah. and, and then uh the other thing too is that everyone would always be like uh do you need to come over and shower <laughs> And we're like, we have showers. We're fine. We're like, we'll come over and use your washing machine. That'd be great. Like, you know, it costs a lot with those quarters in yeah. the campsite, you know? Yeah. I'm like, we'll come over and hang out and use your washing machine, but we're good on showers. Like we're not, we're not homeless, you know, like <laughs> our home just has wheels. That's all.
2: So are you going to be home next week for Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, so from here, I go to North Carolina and I'm doing uh, a casino. Run. When, when do you think this podcast will come out?
0: Probably this week. Thursday. Or yeah. Friday. Right, well, Thursday. Thursday or
1: Friday. All right. Yeah. So, uh, if, you're, if you're watching this right now and you're somewhere near Cherokee, North Carolina, come on out to the Harris Casino, I think it is. I'll be there through the weekend. And, um, then from there, I go meet my family in Indiana. We're going to do Thanksgiving at my wife's family's house uh, up there.
0: Okay, so neither heard. one of y'all are from California at all.
1: No, I grew up in Miami, and she grew up in Indiana. We met at Auburn uh, in college.
0: Because I wanted to know what are you doing in California for Thanksgiving? Like, <laughs> is everybody cooking turkeys? Or are they on tofu? What's the what's <laughs> yeah. what's, ha- what's what's the hippies cooking out there?
1: So uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, I normally smoke a turkey, and uh, I'll tell you, I. I love smoked turkey and I think I've been pretty. I don't think I've ever messed one up, you know, like I, I hit it out of the park pretty regularly. And it's got and, so much easier in the oven or deep frying or any of that to me. Dude. So I used to have this, gra- this big gravity fed smoker, right? Uh, it was a company called Assassin.
0: Yeah. And, I remember part of those.
1: Yeah. Awesome. It was my first big smoker. It was a really great smoker. So I wanted to do a really big tr- turkey. And my buddy who was working for this meat company was like, dude, I, I, got, I got a. Two turkeys left. He goes, "We got to buy both of them." He's like, "Cause they sell them as a pair," uh, and it's just <laughs> these, these big, like you know, twenty-four pound. Yeah, what size like are we here? talking? To? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was at least twenty-five pounds. Yeah, big turkeys. So I'm like, "Well, I don't need two big turkeys like that." Fifty so, pounds
0: of turkeys. So, so, <laughs> so
1: sometimes I throw it up on my um, my neighborhood Facebook page that I'm cooking barbecue. I have extra. Does anyone want? To, and I always sell whatever I have, right? So I threw it up there. My buddy hits me up. He's like, dude, I'll buy that turkey from you. I go, cool, man. Uh, I'll cook it, you know, and what time do you need it ready? Well, I put him in, and then he calls me up, and he's like, hey, man, I need, I need that turkey later, you know? And I was like, all right, no big deal, man, you know? So I just – I got mine done, and I just slowed his cook down, you know? And I'm like, it's fine. No, no worries, you know? In the 20 minutes I went to go next door to eat with, like, all my neighbors and whatever, I had some sort of a flare-up in the smoker – and I come back and I'm like, no, <laughs> torched. Oh man. So I, I, I you know, I was, I'm taking all the the soot off it. You know, watch it. Yeah, I, I,
0: I've done it. Testify, I've done it. And, and let me, let me accidentally. Die. Yeah,
1: I, I put some extra butter on it to brown it, it up. Turns it like a
0: calico looking turkey. It's yeah, got these
1: spotches all over it. Boy. So, so I got it finished and I got it to temp. And I'm like, I, I just gave him a heads up. I go, look, man. I go, I go. I think I saved it. I go, I'm pretty sure. And I probably don't even tell you this, but. There was an incident. So I just, so uh, I, I, I kept texting him and he wouldn't answer me. And then I ran into him like two days later and I was like, Hey, was that turkey all right? He goes, It was, Did tasted a little smoky. He goes, right. yeah. He goes, it, it was like campfire smoke. Yeah. I go, Yeah, I man, I'm sorry. So I don't think yeah. I even charged him for it. I uh, ate the cost on it. I felt it so bad.
0: So. So how – I mean, if you're like us, we only cook turkey one time a
1: year. It's yeah. not like
0: you cook it all the time, and you don't want to mess it up because everybody's counting
1: on you. Yeah, totally. So I, I did do one a uh, couple of years ago. We went to go visit my in-laws, same place, up in, like, South Bend, Indiana, right? And uh, they, they told me, they go, oh, Dave, we, we borrowed a smoker from uh, Lisa's dad, right? They, they, they drove it over from this other town so that you could do a turkey for Thanksgiving, you know? So – They were also going to do some in the oven, but they wanted me to do a smoked one. I'm like, all right, cool. I got you. So it was this old school. I can't remember. Is it? I don't know if it's a Weber or what, but it's. I'm sure you've seen it. It's like the red uh, barrel smoker. It's like like R2D2. It comes, yeah, comes apart yeah. in, like, three different yeah, parts. Yeah, 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 The Weber Smoky
0: Mountain, you know, the Weber's been making those for a long time, but there's a lot of knockoffs.
1: This too. was the first one they yeah, ever made. Like it was, like, Brink, <laughs> like Brinkman had this, one. It, there this one several said, different yeah. ones, you know. This one, like, yeah. the receipt was still attached yeah. to it. It was, like, 1943. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, this sucker was old, right? And uh, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm sure I can make it work. Well, I'd never cooked in winter conditions before. And this was Indiana in November, and it was snowing that night. And I'm in the back just trying to keep this thing up to temp. And it was just cooking so low. And so I ended up, I stayed up the whole night fighting with this thing. And uh, I was so nervous about it. But at the end of the day, uh, we sl- And every time I cook anything, I don't know if you feel this way. I, I could, 20 years from now, I'm still gonna feel this way. Like almost all my cooks come out great. Like even if it's not perfect, I know it, but the person eating it doesn't know it, right? Yeah. Every time I go to cook into something, I think it's gonna be like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where the turkey. Like, great. Yeah. So I, I cut into it, I chopped it up, and I got to tell you, the smoked turkey was a huge hit that year. Uh, I think some of her, I think some of my wife's relatives were a little like, uh, like, oh, well, we'll just cook a turkey too because they, they they didn't, I didn't think I was, you. yeah. And, and uh, let me tell you, that smoked turkey was gone like that, all right? But I didn't sleep. I was not a good, din- I was not a good dinner <laughs> guest at all. I, I was like falling asleep at dinner. The- <laughs> like, you've been up for 12 hours. Yeah, they <laughs> were probably like, yeah, Christy's husband's drinking again. I was like, yeah. no, I've just been slaving over the, out Nobody, out they the snow. It. They didn't <laughs>
2: appreciate it. Yeah. What you went through. A <laughs> uh, mediocre smoked turkey is way better than any yeah. other turkey, too.
1: Well, when I was a kid, my dad got into frying them, you know? Yeah. yeah so, my dad, we did too. And so I was like, I, I'm like, They'll, there's ne- there'll never be a better way to do turkey than fried turkey. I'm like, this is amazing. And then when I smoked one for the first time, I was like, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. We've been missing smoke
0: out. Smoke a fried. Have you done that yet? No, like you like smoke you smoke it, it and then you finish you, it in the fry? Yeah, yeah. you don't smoke it all that's the way. You stop it short and then you drop it down in the hot. I mean, that's so amazing. It, it makes a really, really great turkey, but it's, it's a little more in- labor intensive and you got to deal with all the grease. And is it yeah. worth it just to do one turkey? If you're going to do a bunch of them, it's really worth it. But yeah. if you're just doing one, it's... Is not really working. Yeah,
1: you might blow your house up. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is, yeah, I mean, all that hot grease is dangerous. So.
1: Yeah. Have you ever had a really bad, like, uh, incident with uh, a flare up or, or something blowing uh, up? or?
0: Myself, no, but I've been, like, it's been in Memphis and May a couple different years. The team's beside us, and we've um, actually, they the worst thing is when they got these water cookers and they let them go dry and they're full of whole shoulders or butts. You got all that grease draining down. You know the fire is below the water pan. You let that water pan go dry; it's just collecting grease. Mm-hmm. As soon as it gets hot enough, it's going to fire. It's going to flame. Oh man! And so I've seen so many of those been set on fire and burn a tent down. Well, we almost had our tent burnt down one year
1: by someone else, but
0: <laughs> by someone, by a neighbor, uh, just because they you know wouldn't paying attention, and let that water pan. And you could usually smell it when it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the worst. That's the worst I've ever seen. Um, I've had you know. Wagyu hamburgers, I shell, that shell, shell about burnt one of my triggers up. Well, it didn't hurt it. I mean, but it the, you caught it, the joker on fire because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't realize when you got a, a, a grate full of burgers, and I don't care if they're just 80-20 burgers, but these Wagyu burgers were just raining fat. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And they get to the flame. Oh, you got Inferno. No, you, I mean, as long as you don't, you know – I see a lot of people panic and I think that's where they go wrong. Yeah. If you can get it unplugged and pulled out away from anything and just, just leave it, it shut, yeah. do not open the lid. Yeah, your food's toast. I mean, but uh you ain't going it's not going to get any worse once you get the once you get that flame away from it.
1: So when we first got the Rectech, um over the years I figured out the best way to do the setup and everything and I had uh, I had the perfect extension cord and you know I knew where to run the So when we first did it, I would normally just set it up right in front of the bus. And then there was, like, a plug that the cord could reach there. So it wasn't very far from the bus. And it also looked cool for pictures, like the bus, the branding was right behind. Yeah. So uh, I I cranked it up one time, though, uh, really hot, which I don't like to do with the pellet smokers, even though they claim you could see her. And and you you can. But for me, it's like there's always grease in smokers. And when you crank it up (laughs) on those pellet smokers, like, you're asking for a fire. Well, one of the guys... Is like, uh, oh, you're doing burgers? I go, yeah. And he goes, well, I got some Impossible Burgers. Can you do some Impossible Burgers (laughs) for me? And who knew that those things were so flammable? But apparently they are. Really? (laughs) Because the second I threw those Impossible Burgers on there, dude, that flame went – and it was – I'm like, I'm going to, no fat in them. What is it? Just the, I don't know. I don't know what them. did it. I don't, yeah, yeah. I angered it. <laughs> <You're angry. laughs> you angered the grill. That's no. what it was. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the impossible burgers, but I definitely blamed it on those because it didn't, it didn't do it until I put those on there, you know?
0: A bag of Doritos will go up. Like,
1: yeah. I but I, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, I'm about to blow up a very expensive tour bus. Like, yeah.
0: like this is, did you have to break out the fire extinguisher or did you just get it away? You no, know,
1: I did what you, I unplugged it and I just wheeled it away yeah. from the bus. And let it do its yeah. thing. Yeah. And let I was just like, out. all right, well, the food, we'll see what happens.
0: Have you ever had one backburn on you? I've had a I've had a pellet grill backburn where the I guess the the fire got to the auger back. Oh, it up. So and then they it all got like, back in the thing. Yeah. yeah, oh dude, that was a nightmare.
1: No, I don't think that – You just
0: had to I mean, I still we started scooping, but the more air you got to it, the more it's going to burn. Yeah. So the only thing you can do is it, let it close it down and let it let it burn out. I mean it's all you can do.
1: Yeah. No, I haven't had that. You know, I, I use Rectech and I'll tell you, man, those rectecs, they they they're great. I I've definitely pushed the limits of uh you know where I should have cleaned it out, and I get lazy, and then I cook on it ten more times. You yeah, know, I've so been. I've had I've had some small like grease fires and stuff like that, but it was not the smoker's fault. It was definitely my fault. Um, but yeah, no, those things are pretty good. What are you
0: cooking on at home now? I know you've got the Rectex for the road and at home, but yeah, so
1: on? I have a really nice uh offset. Uh, it's it's a real wacky number. It, it was like an in between because I got to go out to the field and pick out which propane. Uh, tank that he was gonna use you know and and so there was one i was gonna it was i think i was gonna get like a 170 or something like that and then he had another one that was like a 250 and i was like that one looks too big but that one looks too small and then there was one that was just like this random shaped like 228 and i'm like perfect
0: this is
2: a Gaudi luck yeah
1: <laughs> so uh it's a company called sg metal metalworks uh out there and way out east in la and uh just made me a beautiful smoker you know it's got my my Meet Dave logo on it and uh it's got a, a hinge on the stack. So if I ever need to, you know, put it on a trailer or something and move it, yeah. it makes it easy. And got a uh, nice shelves and um big firebox, big double insulated firebox. And then I made sure to give it a Miami paint job. He painted it that Miami Vice teal, this yeah. night teal, and then scuffed up the paint, <laughs> you know, make it look a little rugged. I, I love it. I, I don't get to use it nearly as much as I would like, just because I travel so much. So when I'm in town, I usually I get pretty lazy with the pellet smokers, because I have like four Rectex. Uh, so my my whole front yard is like a showroom. I was gonna say, smokers. do you
0: have a like a your own outdoor kitchen or?
1: So I've slowly built out a, a sports bar in my front yard. The front yard. Yeah. I, like I like your style. So not a lot of people have I, yards. We did videos in yeah. the
0: front yards. <laughs> yeah, some of my old stuff.
1: No, that's where all my stuff is, and I love it. It's the I I mainly did that because the kids had the backyard where they would play soccer and basketball and everything. And I have a clubhouse built in the backyard. And then also, you know, in LA, like the houses are so scrunched together. So, you know, there's an apartment building on the left of me and an apartment building on the right of me. So I'm like, if I have in the backyard, there's just going to see smoke coming out from behind my house. And people are going to call the fire department all the time. (laughs) I go, if it's in the front yard, people are going to see it. They're going to know I'm cooking. It's going to be okay. Right. So it just kind of started that way. I would cook in the front yard. The kids are in the backyard. And now as I've built it out, it's a really aggressive setup in my front yard. So Are the
0: neighbors cool?
1: Like, they come over oh, and hang out with you? Or? Yeah, I keep everyone's palms literally greased. Greased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Port yeah. grease. Everyone's on board. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's on board. But it's cool. I have a um, a concrete wall, but it's not very tall, right? So you, you definitely just look over it, you know? But since it's a concrete, big, thick concrete wall, I am kind of insulated. I'm not worried about anyone coming in and stealing stuff or messing with anything. But – you're not like cut off like if it was a tall wooden fence or something, right? Yeah. So you know, I'm out there checking a brisket at, at 5 a.m. and the early morning joggers are out jogging. And they're like, what are you cooking today, Dave? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a brisket. Yeah, all right, we'll come back later. And then the people walking their dogs come through an hour later and then the kids go into school and it's just waves of people. And I just love it because in the front yard, it's a conversation piece. Right. If it was the backyard. It would just be like, oh, Dave's cooking. And I would never even talk to them, you know? So my, my front yard has become like a – hub for the whole neighborhood and i built a whole wall and put two big screen tvs up with a fire pit area in the front yard and all my smokers and so when that tv's on man people just come over and hang out in our front yard and uh you know your wife's cool with it totally it's it's <laughs> yeah it's i mean she probably would, <laughs> How prefer, would you like that shelf she'd probably prefer it. there was fewer smokers in the front yard yeah, yeah. But she understands that it's really cool, like from a social aspect, all, all our neighbors hang out. And, and now I got this company to send me a, a really nice pizza oven. So I built an area for the pizza oven. And, uh, yeah, it just keeps growing. I'm running out of space, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I got to be I, looking I, for bigger, yeah.
0: bigger place before long.
1: Yeah, I definitely need to uh, figure out uh, how to expand, <laughs> put a second deck like they do in Memphis and May or something. Yeah, <laughs> upstairs. Uh, but but, but I, I, I love the fact that uh, that the yard is, you know, kind of where i hang you know and then the weather is just perfect 12 months out of the year i do yeah. envy you there yeah i uh,
0: envy you for the weather
1: yeah it's just literally like it, it rained this past uh year uh this past year it rained for like uh like a uh, pretty heavy for like a month and a half two months which we never it never happens right and so at one point i told my wife i was like I'm kind of depressed just <laughs> yeah I, I, I can't figure it out i go everything's going good everyone's happy healthy and i'm like I, i'm i'm seriously i feel depressed she goes it's because it's been raining. She's like you're like shoved. You've actually been home and off the road, and you've been inside. Normally, you're outside with the neighbors watching TV in the front yard, like every you know night. And she's like you're just in inside, like you know by yourself. So it it makes sense, you know. It's a barbecue therapy, man. It's good. Hundred percent, yes. absolutely, for sure. But yeah, we'd love to have you guys to the the front yard. Sometime. Oh, dude. Yeah.
0: You know, I've only been to California one time. So really need a good excuse to go back. So,
1: yeah. so here's uh, let me let me pitch this to you, and then maybe we could spitball yeah, it yeah, over, go, over some you time. Uh, you know, just uh, noodle on it, and then give me a call when ideas pop into your head. But I actually produced a comedy festival in my neighborhood, El Segundo, called it the Gundo Comedy Festival, and I did that for five years, and then the pandemic kind of shut it down. And I'll bring it back, but I haven't. It's you know been on hiatus, and I've been busy and whatever. So we just have such cool venues around town. You know what I mean? And so uh, I, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. It's going be a cool place for a comedy festival, you know? And, uh, and, and it grew, and it was just a ton of fun, right? I'm thinking about when I bring it back, I think I'm going to turn it into a comedy and barbecue festival. Com- yes. Com- uh, combine <laughs> both worlds invite you guys, so invite all my barbecue peeps to come and then book all the comics, and we can do barbecue events during the day and have the comics judge or be a part of it, and then do comedy shows at night and have the barbecue people judge or or, or be special guests and a part of it.
0: That would be cool, man. I'm going to brainstorm that and come up with some ideas on what you could do, but
1: yeah, I'm down. I'm down do. to go to
0: California, show. Sure? Yeah. and For that, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think it would be a good time. I think it would be a lot of fun, and it would be a lot of fun. Like I said, I like combining the two worlds, so it'd be like, and I'm not gonna throw just a regular old, there's so many regular comedy festivals and so many regular barbecue. I'm not gonna do either better than anybody at this point. I'm not gonna, but this bringing them both together, it would be cool to have like th- those elements together, yeah. you know? Yeah. I also wanna, <laughs> I wanna get like a Memphis in May or one of these barbecue festivals to build a, uh, like take one of the tents and build me a comedy club. So then, like, what if you're at Memphis in May? I know there's not a lot of time and everyone's competing, whatever, but it'd be pretty cool if you could, like, go hop in for 30 minutes and watch a 30-minute comedy show, like, you know?
0: Well, instead of having a little kiss, I'd rather go see you tell some jokes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) No offense, little kiss.
0: (laughs) They had little Aussie, too. Yeah, they
1: had little Aussie, too, so. Yeah, I think that would be cool, man. I want to keep getting more involved with these stuff and hopefully get some –
0: I love the comedy aspect with barbecue it because I mean, yeah, it really it does is. work. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I think of going to a comedy, it's, it's more, you know, it's not like a concert where you're standing up and there's, you know, different type of atmosphere. A Comedy show. Most of the time you go and you sit down and you have a good time. It, it goes, it goes great if you're having barbecue dinner or got something going on with it and you sit down, Yeah. listen totally. to some comedy and have a good time. I mean,
1: yeah, very, it's, there, there's a social element to it. Um, and I think that uh, I don't know the barbecue. So the one thing I am uh, very cautious of when I do my monthly show in my neighborhood is uh, I don't do giant portions because I don't want people like eating a huge plate yeah, of barbecue yeah, and you, then that's and right. then just being like falling asleep. There, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some really good food, uh, but I'm gonna give you a reasonable amount. <laughs> yeah, it will make you happy. But
0: do you ever do late night barbecue like after the shows? Oh, yeah. Because I can see that being a big thing. You well, I that, mean, that's out and you've got like your food truck style stuff out there, but it's a barbecue truck. Or something. Oh, I see what
1: you're saying. Um, Yeah. I mean, I definitely do that for us. Like when, when I'm on the tour bus, uh, you know, we, we don't want to eat a ton of barbecue before the show. That was always more of like a treat after the show, you know. Um, But yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. Like, like, you know, do a show and then like people not barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no wrong way to do it, buddy.
2: Well, Dave, I really appreciate you showing up.
1: <laughs> coming yeah.
2: out, taking time out of your day, doing the hey, podcast with yeah. coming through yes.
0: Memphis and man hang, and coming back and checking in. Man, anytime you come through this area, yeah,
1: I'm in, dude. You know you got an open invite, dude. We gotta hang out. Well, we're gonna hang out in uh Key West next year. You guys are definitely coming. <laughs> Put it on the calendar. I need to I
0: yeah. need to get I need to get Set up on that, so we can get
1: there Yeah, game. yeah, you got to, got to come do that. And then when I start the uh, we got a comedy
2: show, to playing around, also El
0: Segundo yeah.
1: comedy. Yeah, <laughs> and then the right comedy showcase. Yep. And then we're gonna do the how to barbecue right. Can you comedy? get some
0: comedians to come if we, yeah. can, if we can. get
1: yeah. it totally, man. We just got to plan yeah. it right. You know, we just yeah. gotta we gotta figure out like what the but like what the venue we can get. What we can charge for tickets so that we know what budget we have to to bring the comics in, show them a good time. And do uh,
2: the barbecue beforehand. Oh, I'm Marty.
1: Well, or we'll do content. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do content yeah. like this during the day since we got them in town. We'll shoot some videos where we're teaching them how to do it, right? And then we'll do this. Sh- we'll, we'll eat some barbecue, right? And then we'll do the show. And then we can even do like well, like we did when I did the show here. We do a Q and A. Yeah.
0: There's
1: no, no uh, There's no bad ideas here. Uh, we're working on that. <laughs> we're booking it. We're booking it. I like it. All right. Well, well, Dave. Where can people find you? Yeah,
0: tell them where they can find you, man.
1: So. Uh, Social media is mostly Instagram is at Dave W comedy. And then I actually just started a new Instagram account where I'm going to start filtering more of my specific barbecue stuff. And that's at Meat Dave barbecue. My podcast is called meet Dave M E A T Dave. You can find that on my meet Dave YouTube channel or pretty much anywhere that you uh, you know consume podcasts. If you go to my website, DaveWilliamsonComedy.com, dot uh, then I have a link tree to, to that podcast. I have another podcast if you like podcasts uh, with my buddy Forrest Shaw. It's more of a comedy podcast. We talk about uh, you know growing up in Florida. A lot of our stories end up being about <laughs> being from Florida and Miami. <laughs> and like, you know, Imagine there's a bunch. Yeah. but it's it's really <laughs> just me annoying him for an hour is mostly what it is because he's like a kind of a curmudgeon and I'm super positive. So it's just me like hitting his buttons. Or, you know, did you see what Aaron Rodgers did? And I'm like, oh, I think he's the best. Like, you know, <laughs> like even if I don't, I just know that Did you buy see him. Him drop his tequila bomb the other day. No, oh, yeah, yeah I did see that. <laughs> Is that what that was? I, I saw it, but it, it didn't say what it was.
0: No, he said, well, he said that whenever he meets us, that dude, I forget who it was that gave it to him, but he gives him a bottle of tequila every time. And he was just going to. And he spilled he half. He you know, somebody up. He dropped it. Spilled half. His, he was pissed. He spilled his tequila. Yeah,
1: I bet. And man, everybody I'll, was
0: saying, you know, social media. You get all these... Oh, it's a bong. it was a bong. He's talking bong. It's the the tears
1: of uh, you know babies yeah. and some <laughs> ayahuasca trip or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. um... Yeah, and then uh, my tour dates are on uh, DaveWilliamsonComedy.com as well. Uh, off the top of my head, in December, I'm going to be in Las Vegas the first week of December. Then I'm going to be up in Winnipeg, Canada. I'm going to be in Orlando uh, in be- on the Wednesday in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so i got a lot of, a lot of dates coming up. Uh, hope to see you guys out there.
0: Well, Dave, man, thanks again for coming by. We always have a good time. And y'all get out there and see him on the road and check out
1: Hilarious Yeah it's hilarious, hilarious. And some you know, Dave All purpose seasoning and rum <laughs> try, <laughs> uh, yeah, try that rub on Salmon recipe DaveWilliamsonComedy.com Hey we appreciate
0: y'all Listening to the How to Barbecue Right Podcast today And Shell and I Will be back Not next week Not next week Because it's Thanksgiving yeah. But the week after We'll be Happy back again. Happy Thanksgiving Happy
1: Turkey Day Gobble Gobble We gone